0: Hi guys, how's it going? So um, I'm actually here today uh, on my podcast. So it's the Nick Charlay show first episode with uh, Chris Sunday. Um, uh, So I'll introduce Chris a little bit. So the reason I brought him on the show is because in my eyes, he's one of the most accomplished sort of like 25 year olds, 25, right Chris? (laughs) 24, almost 25, (laughs) almost 25 years old. Um, 24 years old. Um, that I know. And why do I say this? Because he studied business at Boston University. Um, he went to SMG there. He then went on to get an internship while he was studying. Um, he then attended Uh, an investment bank for two years, hustled his ass off. And I know because we spoke during that time and he was just hustling the whole freaking time. Have a lot of respect for him there. Uh, Somehow survived and then um, headed to San Francisco where he's now uh, working in an equity firm, um, which I'll be interested, or private equity firm, which I'll be interested to hear more about myself too, because we've spoken a bit about it. But um, So yeah, welcome to the show, Chris, and uh, thanks, for, thanks for agreeing to, to, to be the first, the first uh, person on the podcast.
1: Hey, thanks for having me, Nico. Happy to, happy to be here and happy to speak
0: today. Amazing, amazing. So I guess, like I said, I think you, know, you have an impressive background. Um, and I guess one of the reasons also why, why I've wanted to bring you on, and I've told you this before, right, is, is that I find, yeah, you've got, you know, you always had the university studies down, you know, you always had amazing GPA. I don't know what you finished with. It was something probably in the three, three eights, three nines range. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was up there. Um, you know, you, you killed it at your investment bank. Um, and now you're killing it in San Francisco, you know, but one of the reasons why I also enjoy speaking to you is because you're one of the most like well-rounded people that I know, you know, whether it be your social life, um, the fact that you've had a girlfriend sort of throughout university and then now you're with your girlfriend in San Francisco. Um, you know, I guess you're one of those people that also goes out to play sports and you have hobbies and stuff like that. And I guess it's just, it's just great to see. So I guess before we get into it, I just wanted to give people a little bit of a, an idea why, why I decided to, to ask you to come on the podcast. Um, you know, could you maybe describe a little bit like your childhood? How it was, how it was growing up and certain things like where, where did you grow up? Um, sort of like family dynamics. So I know a little bit about your brother and your parents and, and you guys always seem to have a good time, but it'd be great for, for listeners to hear a little bit about that background. Um, and then maybe into your like, uh, sort of like late teenage years, maybe jobs you had early on and, and things like that led into your uh, university.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. so, uh, my originally from, uh, Vermont born and uh, raised in Connecticut. So we moved there when I was probably three or four.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, And so we moved to a very small town uh, called Guilford, right on the shore for my dad's job, uh, where a lot of people that lived in Guilford were probably born there, went to high school there, went to college somewhere else, moved back there, and then had families. Uh, And so in certain instances, I had friends who in class, they had teachers who their parents had also had or something like that. So a very small town. Um, I never felt that we were outsiders in the town, but we, you know, we weren't a you know multi generational family growing up in Guilford. So I think when we first yeah. moved there, you know, you're new to a place, you have to rely on each other, yeah. um, and you know that's that's who you have to build your base. So I think yeah. that um, that was always very apparent from a young age. Yeah. Um, I think uh, my parents always made sure um, that we did a lot of things together as a family, and that they wanted my brother and I to be really close. So For the first maybe, you know, I don't know, seven, eight years of my life, my brother and I, we, uh, we shared a bedroom uh even though there was an empty bedroom in our house that uh my mom just had a desk in and did some work so uh once we got to about that age yeah, we started to fight a little bit more and then we got our own separate
0: parents place. were like this is over <laughs> yeah they're,
1: they're like we hear a lot of noises coming out of that room it sounds like things are being thrown wrestling like you guys gotta split up so I love it. I love it. Uh, but it was cool i mean uh now whenever you know now that we're grown up we go on vacations oftentimes my brother and I share a room and uh, we think it's great and that probably is uh, due to the fact that we lived in the same room growing up for our first seven or eight years
0: that's amazing and Um, he actually didn't he just come visit you actually it was like last yeah yeah he's uh he travels all around
1: for work so he was in LA last weekend or last week for work and then uh, flew up to San Francisco for the week for the weekend um, just to hang out so um, that's cool
0: that's cool so still close now Still okay. close
1: now, yeah. He's on the opposite coast in Boston still, but um, it's, it's good, to, uh, good to have someone who can kind of bounce around the country for work and then just show up at your doorstep, uh, you know, with a two-day notice. So, Definitely. Um, always, always really cool. Nice. Um, but that was kind of family dynamics. I mean, we're really, really close. We did a lot of vacations together. Uh, they were always really active vacations, so that's probably why I like to stay active now. <laughs> um so whether it was mountain biking or hiking or swimming or hiking.
0: see i didn't know where it was all coming from <laughs> it was like built in from a young age isn't it
1: oh yeah and it's it was it was funny because when we were younger my brother and i i wouldn't say we we liked being outside but we kind of felt like oh god this bike ride never ends like this hike never ends like <laughs> yeah. um you know like our parents torturing us and they clearly weren't you know yeah. but we're just young and you know, in kids the moment, get tired they,
0: like, what are they doing to us? Yeah, yeah they complain.
1: So, um, but now that I'm older, uh, now it's kind of the opposite. We try to get my parents to do a bunch of things. and They're interested in, you know, the hiking or the biking, but they're like, wow, like we can't keep up with you guys anymore. So, you know, it really all comes full circle. Amazing. Um, Amazing. So, so yeah, I think that was kind of family dynamics growing up. Um, I, I think you also asked for me to touch on some jobs a little bit and, and things yeah. kind of yeah, exactly. Well, actually, and
0: I'll just, I'll just mention myself. I totally feel you on the point of sort of the tight-knit family because me growing up, you know, my background a little bit. So just like traveling all over the world um, and stuff like that. So we had the same type of circumstances, if you will, like in the sense that we were always going to new places. So what came first was kind of like family, like that you knew that was always going to be the constant, you know, so everything else was a little bit, you weren't necessarily as like comfortable with everyone else in the community. So it just centered more around family although you know obviously I'm sure over the years you did build into the community and stuff but I can totally relate yeah. to that point yeah it'd be great to hear a little bit about your um, how you got your jobs early on and like um, how that sort of played out and, and sort of yeah the, the latter years I guess of your of your teenage life so, yeah,
1: yeah absolutely um, so my first job uh, actually I'm wait up
0: wanna... we, we didn't do this and I and and <laughs> I said we would but we didn't so so right now where, where are you <laughs> because <laughs> like, uh, we were just talking about I, this right before we started this podcast i just wanted to bring it up.
1: <laughs> uh you know i'm in i'm in the studio right now uh, which which happens to be uh, my car right now <laughs> um, you know there's there's usually a lot of noise going on in yeah. the uh, the apartment on a saturday i have two other roommates i live with and they're great guys um, but you know people are waking up probably around this time from the night before and you know, you hear either some fighting, some laughing, or people just yelling, let's fucking go about yeah. something. So uh, <laughs> I, nice. I figured, I figured that might not be the best thing to have in the background going on while we're speaking.
0: Nice, um, so, appreciate-
1: yeah, No problem. So yeah, sitting in the car right now.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. I thought I'd bring, you know, it's like, you know, there's the elf in the room and like, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> you're going up So now we've dealt with the people. So all right, so sorry, I picked <laughs> you up. Um, you're talking about your jobs. So early <laughs> early on.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was uh, I think my summer after my eighth grade going into high school, um, or maybe it was my freshman year summer I, I don't quite remember which, but um, my mom asked me, not told me, she, she really asked me, she's like, "So do you want to get a summer job this summer?" Um, and you know, in previous summers I had done sports camps or music camps or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and kind of just hung at home, I guess. Uh, and so, and never was even like a question in my mind, like, Oh, like, do you want to get a summer job? I was like, shit, I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, that sounds great. Um, so uh, there was a small family, uh, family-owned business in the town next to mine. Um, they were uh, they were architects, and they had a construction business. And because they started, you know, they were building a lot of properties and buildings, they decided to open up their own family-run uh, lumber mill. Okay. Um, so my first job was actually at a lumber mill, helping to uh to plain wood sandwood stack wood yeah man. uh you you name yeah, it man. uh you name it i cut it or i stacked it <laughs> right. um and it was uh, it was hilarious i worked like from 9 a.m to 2 p.m so like a five-hour day i was outside in the sun um and i worked with uh two vietnam veterans who were probably early to mid sixties and uh just the most hilarious guys in the world sharing all their stories from growing up around town and
0: then fighting so cool. the
1: Vietnam War. So uh it was a great experience. Uh it still probably is uh, if not the best, one of the best jobs I've ever held.
0: <laughs> oh wow. Interesting. Very cool. Well, what would you say? So you were working there five days a week um with these with these guys that are telling stories and stuff. By the end of the summer, what would you say? So that was sort of your first job, what were your main like what do you say is your main like two, three takeaways from that first experience where you're out there you're making some money, so I'm guessing maybe also something like that was kind of cool but like yeah, yeah. What, what, were you, what did you come away sort of like thinking after that experience you know
1: um, well, like I said it was it was one of the best jobs I had, but like a sober job uh, I, One of the things I came away from that job thinking was you know it's kind of nice to be able to work outside and to have these you know short flexible hours but man I never want to do this like you know after uh, high school or college you know Uh, so I think that was a good realization too I think having like a manual labor job you understand uh, just how difficult that is Um, and there's a lot of people that uh, work those jobs that don't necessarily have the choice to go to college or or do something like that and you know they have to do that every day and it's tiring man just just standing up for you know, on your feet all day, even if you're not lifting anything, that that'll wear you up by the end of the day. So I think that kind of came out of it. Um, but also just like some funny life lessons, uh, working with those guys, like, you know, uh, one of the guys had met his wife, um, she was hitchhiking and he actually picked her up on the side of the road and was going to, you know, bring her a couple towns over or wherever he was going. And so his life lesson was, you know, be careful who you choose to pick up on the side of the road or be careful who you choose to spend some time with because you wake up 40 years later and she's still sleeping in the same bed next to you.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, he didn't. Um,
1: He did. So there's... There's all sorts of uh, hilarious life lessons that came out of that. Um, But, you know, overall, it's just a a great experience and um, interesting to learn a bit about history, too, and and what these guys thought about the Vietnam War and what their experiences were like over there. So um, a lot of, you know, interesting things uh, wrapped into one job at a lumberyard. Um, And then also just kind of, you know, it being your first experience, um, you know, working in a semi-professional environment, but, you know, understanding like what a work environment is like, yeah. uh, at a young age. And that's, that's very different than now working in an office job, but, uh, it's just a kind of an interesting dynamic to get experiences at a young age.
0: I love that. And before we move on, this is something just when you were talking about it, it came to my mind, just random question, but like, you know, but like, you know, you t- like you know, you talked, you know, you talked about Tough, you know, but then similarly, if you think about like the sort of the day job, best more desk job type type jobs that that you're in now that, that I used to be into in consulting that I still am now. But um, what how would you compare? How would you say like the toughness varies now, you know, because I, I heard, you know, we spoke when you were at, you know, when you're working in an investment bank, and you're going through those days, you know, so, you know, what how would you compare? Because that's also pretty tough too, right?
1: Yeah, um, I, I would say most office jobs are not physically demanding. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> um,
0: Physical, but, <laughs> but
1: but but, uh, but uh, working at an investment bank was physically demanding. Not in terms of lifting things or working and yeah. being on your feet all day, but just uh, you know physically not getting the right amount of sleep every night. Uh, and yeah. then, uh, having that compound over not just a week, but multiple weeks. And then that run into multiple months. And then
0: Quickly uh, for, for our listeners, how, like how much on average, what would you say? Like your weekly nights sleep or no, like your daily nights sleep was when you were working at an investment bank, how many, how many hours did you get a night?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough to say like my, my, if you really average out everything over two years, I mean, I probably was getting, you know, six hours of sleep per night, which which is, you know, that's, that's enough to, to, you know, get by pretty, um, pretty well on. Um, yeah. But that's not, you know, that doesn't, you know, when you just look at the average, you forget that there was sometimes a three month span where, you know, Monday through Thursday, you're leaving the office anywhere from like, 2am to pulling an all nighter and then, you know, coming back in on the weekends to work and you probably catch up on sleep a bit on the weekends, but sleep's not something that you bank. I mean, it takes a long time for you to really recover. Um, um, so I mean, the, the worst weeks you're sleeping, you know, two to four hours a night the entire week and then working on the weekends. And that's when that happens week in week out over the span of a couple months that really starts to, to drag on you. Um, I feel
0: you. I feel you. Did, but, uh, did you, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on mindset, you know? And, um, during that time, just cause we're, we're, we're talking about it right now. Did, did you have anything? Did you, did you do anything around your environment? Like certain people you talk to like family or something, or how, how did you get through it? Cause I can imagine if you're sleeping like certain periods, like four hours a night that you would just, or three, four hours a night, like consistently, and you don't get like a break from it. And your job was really stressful too. Like, how did you get through that? Did you have strategies in place?
1: Yeah, I mean, when it, when it first started to happen, it kind of just hits you and you like, you're, you know, it's like being a, a hamster on like the hamster wheel. Like, yeah. once it gets going, you're like, shit, I don't know how to get off this thing. Um, so at first I didn't, uh, and I'd say I handled it pretty poorly. I mean, I ate a lot of takeout. Uh, I still wanted, I, you know, I just graduated from college. I still wanted to go out all the time on weekends with my friends. So, um, so it kind of was just this bad spiral of not sleeping, eating poorly, not really getting much exercise at all. And then, you know, probably enjoying one too many drinks on the weekend. Uh, so that wasn't really good. And then I kind of like hit this wall where, Like I was just in like, I didn't physically look like I was in bad shape, but like, I just felt terrible and like had very low energy. So I, I kind of, um, I started to turn things around more and just focused on little things. Like I'd, uh, I drink a lot more water during the day. Um, I'd try to, um, you know, eat something healthy for breakfast. Uh, even if it was, you know, just like a piece of fruit, granola bar, something like that. Um, and then, you know, in terms of kind of mentally coping with all this and dealing with that, it was nice to have some friends on the West Coast. So even if I was leaving the office at you know 12 a.m. or 1 a.m., I could call someone three hours you know behind awesome. in California, and uh, at least you know have someone to kind of bitch about things with.
0: <laughs> that is epic. I love that. So on the-
1: that that really helped a lot. That really helped a lot.
0: So, for our listeners on the East Coast working crazy jobs like investment banking, one of the strategies is definitely get friends on the West Coast. That way, when you're going home, you can talk to some people. No, I love that. That's actually really smart, too, because, um, yeah, it's true. Who are you going to message at 2 a.m. in the morning? You know, like
1: uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's totally true. And there was there was even times when I was just so delirious from not sleeping for a while that I'd get out of the office and I'd call my parents and it would be I wouldn't realize it because I thought, you know, everyone's got to be up. I'm up right now. Uh, And, you know, I'd, I'd lob a call into my parents at like 1230 in the morning or something. And uh, they, they would never answer. They'd be fast asleep. But the next day, I'd wake up with all these texts. Is everything okay? Uh, I heard you. I saw you right. called me. And I'd be like, oh, wow. I totally forgot that they're just not up right now.
0: Classic. Classic. Oh. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,
1: oh, no. What,
0: what am I doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, nice. So three, three sort of strategies you put in place. Drinking more water. Um, so I, I just re, re, rehashed these just so if listeners are in the same situation right now. You know, let's 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 be productive about about what they can do. So so, water drinking more water, um, doing a healthy breakfast, even if it's like a granola bar, something small, just to like get your day off to the right start, maybe. And then just mentally surrounding yourself with like friends. And in, in your case, you know, if if you're working long hours, the East Coast look at the West Coast because they're they're you know they're still at it. Um, yeah. you know, So um, that's cool. And I guess that could that that's a good transition to to the next question, which is now you've made a move. Um, to San Francisco after was it two years? Just about two, around two years? Yeah,
1: just, just right. Yeah, right at the two year mark.
0: Right at the two year mark. So you made a shift to San Francisco, and and so I was going to ask you, you know, um, what has been what was, or what is your morning routine like? Your morning daily routine, like I guess the first hour or two, you know, of your day. And I was, you know, I was going to ask you, did you have one? Well, yeah, I'll still ask you, did you have one when you were working in investment banking and then now that you're working in San Francisco and things are not, you know, I'm sure you're still working really hard, but it's probably a different dynamic. How does, how does the start of your day look like now?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, when I was, when I was working in Boston, uh, in investment banking, I'd say my morning routine was not so great. It kind of involves rolling out of bed, uh, as late as possible. Um, yeah. that I could still shower and get to work on time. Um, nice. but n- no, no quality morning routine. Uh, and, yeah. uh, I think towards the end of my two years there, I probably started showing up to work a little late too. Um, so uh, we, we won't focus on that, but now I have a much better routine. Uh, nice. and I, it's different cause I, I commute to work now I drive. So I need to get up earlier to avoid some of the, the Bay area traffic, which is notoriously bad. Um, oh, is it? Yeah, and so so uh yeah, you'll see, you'll see when you come visit. It's it's terrible. Um, but now yeah, I'd say I wake up earlier. Um, I'm I'm in bed earlier. Uh wake up anywhere from probably 6 to 7. Uh I'm you know, I quick quick shower, uh have all my clothes kind of in in a closet nicely so I can just grab the next dress shirt, throw it on. Uh, and you know, kind of any, any sort of part of my routine that I can, you know, make more efficient or not have to think about. I like to do that the
0: night before then. Uh, Uh,
1: so it's not even the night before on the weekends, I'll just have all my shirts kind of in order there. So I um, I grab the next one in in line and I can just run, you know, get dressed and run right out the door. Um, (laughs) and then, uh. And then when I get to work, I'd say, uh, there's a couple things I do. I try to get to work like maybe 15 or 20 minutes before I actually start working every day. Um, okay. so, uh, and, and the reason I do that is I can spend those like 15 minutes or so reading a couple news articles, Um, So I'll go on Bloomberg, CNN, uh, and then uh, not that I'm an avid Fox News reader, but occasionally I'll go into Fox News too to get the opposite perspective of what's going on in the country. Uh, I'll leave it at that so we don't get into that too much. Um, And then uh, some industry-specific stuff. So I'll read if there's any new deals um, out there in the private equity world and and what's closed. Um, And then I'll also spend maybe five or ten minutes – um, kind of reviewing, and I do this every day, kind of reviewing, um, my budget, you know, spending and, uh, and any investments I have just to kind of see where everything is. I think it's important to kind of know where you sit every, uh, every day of the month when, um, you know, when you're kind of going about your, your normal, normal routine.
0: I love that. So this is what I got from your morning routine. So you wake up now, you around six or seven, uh, jump in the shower, quick shower. Um, do you, do you take, do you say breakfast to go or bre- do you do quick breakfast at home uh
1: breakfast usually at work uh luckily breakfast. we have a nice
0: kitchen there so uh, I'll,
1: nice. I'll fit that into my uh, my morning while i'm while i'm reading some news at work
0: okay i love it so get in the car head to work and then you make sure to get there sort of you know 15 20 25 minutes before your actual work needs to start and you use that time to read up on the news so bloomberg cnn and fox news to get a different perspective Um, and then you'll also look at like industry specific stuff relating to, you know, your type of business. Um, and then for yourself, you'll just review your budget, um, to see where you, where you sort of stand. Um, and you just feel that helps every day to kind of get, get a better picture of like where you're also heading and stuff. So, I mean, I I would love to hear about that. how do you feel that helps you sort of like on a on a day-to-day basis do you think it's it's um do you also look at where you're headed with respect to that or do you just look at where you're standing
1: um yeah no i i think like every month um every month is different there's always you know i i like to uh have a budget sort of for for all my uh expenses you know i use actually a great app called uh, mint um oh made by uh, Intuit, uh, which is great to kind of help organize your spending and, and link all of your accounts. Um, and so for me, it's just, uh, you know, like I said, every month is different. So some months, you know, I'll, you know, in January, I had to take my car in to get some work done. Uh, and it was quite expensive and I didn't really, uh, you know, didn't have that plan for it. But I have some cushion uh, in my budget that, you know, I can still deal with an expense like that and, uh, and then still save some money at the end of the month. Um, so for me, that's important. I I mean, I like to live my life. I like to have a good time, as you know. I like to do a lot of things outside. I like to go out. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so doing those things in a city like San Francisco is very expensive. But on the flip side, I also kind of like to live my life so that each month I feel like I'm a little bit better off than I was the month before. Um, and I love that. I love and that. having an idea of where you stand is, is really important to, to be able to do that.
0: That's cool, and and that really plays to something I advocate for more and more. Is like with a lot of my clients, it's um, how do you create the life that you desire, you know? And you know, in a world where things do cost money, you know, it's like it is an important factor. Like, can can you afford to do whatever it is you you have planned out to do, you know? So you know, if you want to go do a trip to New York to see some friends, you know, uh, if you want to take your girlfriend somewhere for the weekend, or you know, if you want to do something special, you know, not even special. If you just want to experience something generally speaking, you know, it's important to, you know, have your budget down. Um, so that's a really actually a really good point. And actually, when you said it the first time, I actually thought you meant um, reviewing your budget. I thought you meant for, for your, like for the company you work for. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, now, now I understand actually that you meant like for yourself, which is really cool. And I really like that. Because um, it's true. I feel, um, you know, and, and maybe that takes us to the next question, which is, you know, I, you and I were speaking before and I was like, you know i have a few friends like this and they tend to be actually doing really well too and and and, and being on pads you know that that are really financially uh, how would you describe it, forthcoming and stuff like that but but these guys are actually really uh, people like you are really um good with your money and you know uh, thr- i guess thrifty is that a positive does that have a positive or negative connotation
1: uh, probably uh, it could <laughs> go either way i like okay. to, i like to say uh, um, uh, disciplined with my disciplined. money.
0: There we go. We'll go <laughs> with discipline. So I, I have a lot of respect for 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 my friends who are disciplined with their budgets and disciplined with their with their finances because uh, not only does it give you more opportunity in the present, but it also gives you opportunities for things like investment. Um, and investment I see is like something that you know compounds over time if you do it right, and you can afford yourself a really great lifestyle in the future without even having to worry about, you know, tomorrow so much, you know, and, and you have to deal with that. You know, I think they were saying, uh, they did this research where, you know, they looked at the biggest fears of, of the elderly population, like the senior population. And actually the biggest fear is not that they're going to die. The biggest fear is that they run out of money before they die. Yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 I guess one of those interesting things. Um, and I guess, so, so one, so what I'd love for you to do is maybe for listeners, you know, there, there's these guys or probably sort of like our age range between sort of like 20 and, and sort of 35. And, um, you know, maybe they're trying to put away a little more money, trying to budget a little better, trying to find ways to create a little extra cash at the end of the month. You know, um, what tips would you, you know, do you have like two, three tips, Maybe things you picked up from a young age that just stuck with you or the things that happen like triggers and you're like, oh, you know, I need to do, start doing that, or I need to start using an Excel file. And, you know, you already gave, you know, um, so guys, if you're listening, um, Chris just talked about Mint um, by Intuit, um, basically an app to, to to do a bit of budgeting. But yeah, do you have other other sort of tips for, for, for people that wanna, you know, save a little more money?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, one of the things that I really subscribe to is uh, the concept of paying yourself first. Yeah. Um, so it's it's very difficult uh to spend money that you just don't ever see uh so what i mean by Uh, that is um when you get when you get paid every month or you know every couple weeks or however it works um immediately take some money out of that and throw it into a different account Uh, and that could be just another savings account somewhere it could be an investment account uh just some somewhere else so that it's not in the account that you're spending money from. Um, If you don't see it, you're not going to be tempted to spend it. And if you continually month after month don't see that money, you won't miss it. Uh, And it'll just be sitting there uh, growing, uh, gaining interest, or if you're investing in stocks or whatever you're doing, um, it's going to be a good feeling and it'll grow slowly at first. But again, time and time again, over years, it compounds and uh, a small change now will have a big effect later. So I think that that is one helpful tip. And That's then the problem. other thing is just, is just planning ahead. I mean, okay. uh, you know, if you want to take a trip somewhere, like you mentioned, if you if you want to go take a trip to New York to see friends, um, you know, and you know about this months in advance or, or whatnot, you know, Plan Plan to get your plane ticket then don't buy your ticket uh, the week before or two weeks before yeah. um, a lot of uh, a lot of consumers uh, for for lack of a better phrase uh, are just not that smart with a lot of the purchases they make and right. they oftentimes don't get good value uh, for their money so yeah. One, one of the things I'm, I'm about is, Hey, if, if you uh, want to spend some money on something, that's great, you know, but just make sure you're getting good value for it. Um, so yeah. I think those are kind of my, uh, my tips. And then oftentimes, uh, really thinking about, um, if you're buying physical items, uh, you know, think about, do you actually need it? Um, yeah. you know, a lot of times I'll look through my closet. I looked through my closet before I moved out here to, uh, to San Francisco from Boston. And I had a lot of shirts that I might've worn once or twice and never wore again. And I think about it, did I really need to buy that in the first place? Probably not. So, we all, make, we all make those mistakes. That's just part of uh, how we are as, as humans. But um, I think those are all some tips that um, can kind of get you on a better uh, financial track if you're trying to put, a, put away a little bit more money each month.
0: Definitely. So the, there were three things there that you said. And, and, I, and I totally relate to that last point, too, because I found for myself, like, in the past have been quite like trigger friendly, right? So you see something you really like and I guess your emotions get the better of you. You're like, you know, and then I guess, you know, advertising, marketing is to blame, but so are you, right? But, you know, and, and so you see something, you get really hyped about it and then you buy it, you know? And, and looking back, it's kind of like, you know, a week, two weeks later, you're like, what did I buy? This thing is never gonna get used, <laughs> <laughs> But you have it, now you have it. And you- like give it back like it's in your house nico let
1: me let me let me flip the uh flip the tables on you and, right. and ask you a question what's right. what's the dumbest thing you've bought since uh since you graduated college and, and uh we're working as a consultant
0: oh that's a pretty good question um hmm it's the dumbest thing i've bought so i probably don't use very often too um, well something I've recently bought which I'm not making best use of is a GoPro. So I got really okay. excited about a GoPro that I took on my travels and now and now I'm trying to find ways to take it out of the take it out of the, the closet basically. But at the time it was amazing. You know, I was I was in India traveling around like traffic everywhere just like I bought this nice little clip thing so i had like a clip to hold it on my chest and like just film while I'm walking and it had this whole cool thing going on and I went to Sri Lanka filmed and I guess when you're when you do that first travel it's freaking amazing right like I bought it it was awesome it was great and now that I'm back in London though and I'm just like doing my day-to-day it's kind of like hmm, what do I do with this thing, <laughs> you <know>? this thing. <laughs> sits around. So now I'm trying to like, think like, Oh, okay. Could I, could I kind of fill more of like my entrepreneur lifestyle and sort of give people a taste of that. But you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I bought it at the time. It made a lot of sense cause I went travel. But then when you get back, you're kind of like, and that's kind of similar to what I was just saying is like you buy these things because in the moment, maybe they make a lot of sense or even not even it's just fun and you're hyped and you're just, yeah. I want this, you know, and, and and then you go and get it, and then it's just over time. You're like, uh. you know, one thing I've th- I found really helps um, is um, giving it a day. I th- yeah, I think, we, I think I was reading Warren Buffett's uh, biography. I don't know if you've read it. If you Snowball, yeah,
1: you yeah, done. I've read I've read parts of it. I haven't I've, read all. Of
0: it. I read parts. I, I could have guessed it, um, but I, I actually didn't read all of it just because it, it it's pretty slow read. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. He's a cool guy. And I, you know, I like watching his YouTube videos and stuff. Really, really cool guy. Um, but anyways, he was saying, I think one of his strategies was like, basically like every time I want to buy something, I give myself a little more time. Like he'll give himself a day and how much that has helped him over time. Um, cause you come to those realizations, right? It's when the emotions drop. And then, so for instance, if you see something you freaking love and you need it, but then you say, I'll buy it tomorrow. Then in the evening, you can be like, wait, like, what? <laughs> why, did, <laughs> why did I want to buy that, That you know, five-year-old toy that, you know, is for, you know, like, oh, you know, this makes a lot less sense now, you know, like, or whatever it is that you wanted to buy. So yeah. he advocated for that. And I think um, it's good. It's always good to know. We're trying to have strategies around that, you know, to, you're not so trigger friendly, you know? Um, Yeah. yeah, Now that you brought it up, I'm actually going to try to use the GoPro a little more. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, so your three strategies, which I like, uh, which I love. So, uh, guys get the, the mint, uh, app, which is a budgeting app, I guess, or expensing app, So you know what what you're basically spending. Um, so second strategy is pay yourself first. So if you get your, uh, monthly income, um, instead of having that to spend, basically a portion of that gets allocated directly to another account. Um, and so what you're left with is a smaller amount, but then that other bank account kind of keeps growing. The interest keeps compounding and like you start making more from that, um, over the years. Right. Um, and you spend what you have the, you know, that's what you're saying. And so true. I, I, I totally validate that. Like literally if you have a thousand account, you'll spend a thousand. If you have 900, you'll spend 900, you know, like that's just, Unfortunately, that is how it is. So, pay yourself first, um, and you'll reap the benefits, right? And then you said um, planning ahead. So, um, it's fine to want to do stuff, to want to wanna experience things, to want to you know do go go and, and experience the world and travel and stuff. But there's different ways to do it. There's a way of doing it like buying your plane ticket to go to you know Las Vegas a week before going, and there's a way of doing it you know. Three four months before going. Although if we're talking about saving money, Las Vegas by not the best example, but you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, that's just for the point. So, Chris, let me. flip Yeah,
1: it. That, and that's that's another great point. Number four: if you're planning on saving more money, don't go to Las Vegas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't go gambling. Love it. So we got four tactics, guys. You've got it all. Um, so what about you? So, um, what is what is what is the best or most worthwhile investment, um, that you've ever made, like, and it can be monetary. So it can be something like you, a product based type thing, or it could also be service based or just your time. So you did, you took time out of your life to go do something and you invested that time and you got an outcome. So what for you sort of comes up?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, uh, I work as uh, an investor now, but I wouldn't say I've done that long enough to really have uh, a big success to talk about. So the okay. thing I'd really like to talk about is more an investment of time. Um, yes. And I think one of the best things that you can invest your time in uh, is just the people that are around you and your friends. Um, and I've seen it time and time again with a number of our friends from college and you know our extended network and my brother. Uh, and I have, I have a couple good examples that, um i think really demonstrate this um you know uh one of our friends uh you know uh from from college his uh his twin brother was looking for Um, a job as an architect. Um, And he was, you know, he was hustling, he was spending a lot of time uh, talking to everyone and whatnot. And, you know, my brother, uh, all of a sudden had said, Oh, well, one of my friends from college is in New York working for an architecture firm. Uh, Maybe you should just at least talk to him. Um, And then you fast forward three months, and now uh, this guy uh, has a job there. And so it's it's that kind of stuff that I think uh, is really awesome. Um, You know, if you if you invest your time in people and you can help other people, uh, it'll always come back to you. Um, and, and I've seen it too with with my own um, you know experience. You know doing um, doing good work uh, when I was working in banking and then having. Um, the partners and my managers and the people I work with, um, you know, write or, uh, you know, do verbal recommendations for me on my behalf. So uh, I I would say investing time in in your friends and the people around you and and surrounding yourself with people that will also invest their time in you. um, There's nothing, nothing better than that. And uh, I I know you you sent me a list of questions to kind of go over some things to, to prepare for this conversation. One other thing that I just, I thought about was, um, what would be some lessons that you'd tell your uh, you'd like to tell your 18 year old self? Yeah, and the first one I wrote down was don't underestimate the power of a network and of your oh. network. And nice. and I've I've seen I've seen that. Time and time again, over the past, you know, seven years since uh, you know I was 18, yeah. um, and you know, jobs and opportunities and opportunities within a company at work have all come from from networking. Uh, you know, none of that stuff really comes from a formalized process. So I love that. Um, yep. it's, it's it's definitely. Um, the, you know, I completely one of the agree. Most, by the way yeah it's one of the most important things I think you can um, you can invest your time, and so that that would be my recommendation to people, and that would also be uh, I think the best investment i've made
0: I think there's so much gold in that, Chris, because like I guess also w- w- when I was in college, you know I was trying to find my first job and and it was kind of like one of those things where I don't know. For a long time, it seemed like it was frowned upon. Or I don't know how you feel about this, but it was always like frowned upon to leverage your network, or just the fact of like getting, you know, support from your network to find opportunities. And like I don't know, for a long time, it's just like there was a lot of stigma around it being quite a bad thing like oh you got this through that you know like blah blah and i mean okay to a certain extent you know there's certain cases like i don't know like family companies and like you know the kid just gets hired with no qualifications no study you know university no you know you're you're referring
1: to the the uh the story where you know someone's dad knows someone else's dad and someone who didn't deserve it got the yeah those types of things yeah
0: exactly exactly but if you you know if you go out and you harness like you said you spend time with people and even even if it was your friend's dad who knows someone else and you make the active decision to you know, reach out either to your friend that, you know, or his dad and and they connect you. And then you spend the time actually getting to know him over a coffee. And then you nurture that relationship and you just get to like the guy and that you think like what he's, what he stands for is really cool. And you value his, you know, what he brings out. And then that leads to something down the line, just because you guys have a great relationship. Like, you know, I just think, you know. It, 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 in that case, you know, you would be crazy not to leverage, you know, Absolutely. relationships Absolutely. and your network and the people. Cause like you say, that's investing time. You could be out partying, um, you know, on a Friday night, instead you decide to go for a Saturday coffee with someone, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's all that. And sometimes, okay. I, I, sometimes you will be out and that will be networking. You know, you'll be out on a night out and, and that's where you'll meet, you know, future business partners, you know, and then deals get done every day, you know, over, over, over a beer, you know? So, I guess it, it always depends, but yeah, for a long time, I, I guess I thought there was a stigma towards that, you know, and, and, and it's just about, you know, for, for whoever's listening, I think like, you know, getting past that, you know, at the end of the day, meet people, network with people, invest your time in people. People are awesome. So not just like, oh yeah, what can people do for me? But people are genuinely awesome. That's my experience. Every person that mm-hmm. has come to me in this world has a story. Even, mm-hmm. you know, even, and sometimes like, you know, if you speak to Um, someone who's like homeless or something like they have really interesting stories like you know everyone has a story you know like everyone's been through through a lot of stuff Um, and so you know just get to know more people so totally totally vouch for that Um, yeah I I
1: agree with what you said too it's it's not and you're not approaching these things as in you know, what can this person do for me and what can I do for them? I mean, that's the end result, but you know, this develops in a very natural way just from trying to speak with more people and um, hanging out in areas where uh, you'll, you know, you'll meet people that share common interests and, and things like that. So, Um, I think that's, um, you know, that's really important too. And then the other thing is it's not just older people, you know, I, I know we've talked about like, you know, Oh, maybe someone knows someone who's, you know, parent or someone knows someone else and can connect the dots. It also like, it also helps just to like, you know, be connected with a lot of people around your own age. I mean, as you get older and you progress, whether this is in, if you're in business, if you're in whatever, I mean, any. Anything could be a business, you know, yeah. um, but the, uh, the, the benefit of that is, you know, knowing the people around you that are in your own age group, those are the people that um, will move up uh, along with you. And so those are the people that in the end uh, will be the most important for you to know, not the person who's 20 or 30 years older than you um, and will be retired by the time you're 10 years into your career. So you can never underestimate just uh, investing the time in the people around you
0: so valid and i'm getting that on a repetitive basis we'll move on to the next question because i realize we've been on this one for a while but but yeah i think think it is important and and and, you know in the last few weeks two things i'll say and then we'll move on but the the you know in the last two weeks um because i think it is a great point you're bringing up and the last two weeks um social capital has come up like what is your social capital so yeah there's your net bank account but that's not everything you know like who you know, who do you know and who, and not only with regards to money, but in general, your lifestyle, like, do you surround yourself with people that make you genuinely happy that you have experiences with, where you have a great laugh, where, you know, you're, you know, you just have an experience every time you see them, or is it, is it really boring, you know? And, and that's where you also said about going to invest time. That's why it's it's great meeting people, because you also find who you, who you vibe with, who you, and I, I'm pretty sure vibing with people is not actually a thing, but I've, I've started to use it. So I'm just going to go with it. You know, you figure out who you want to vibe with and who you don't um, who you have the, you know, similar personality traits with and, it, and, and you, that's how you also meet and, and create sort of the people that surround you in your life that are really awesome too. So um, there's that. And then similar to what you just said, I felt in recent weeks um, I've just, I've just realized how, we're all so connected and, and all of us like at the same level, like we're all on our journeys, you know, and, and as we get older, we're all going to be on different journeys, doing different things, but we're all connected, you know? So the more people you're connected to, you know, the better it is. So it just brings more opportunities and, and, and also fun and experiences to your life too. So awesome point. I like it. And we're going to move on because we've been on this forever, but it was a really good point and it, and it required enough time to, to cover. So the next question I wanted to ask you um, was regarding: So, is there like a failure? And I think this was one of the questions that I had sent you. So, is is has there been a, a failure in your life? Something that that at the time was like, I freaking bombed this. Like, this is terrible. Like, I will never recover from this. You know? Has has that <laughs> ever, <laughs> you know? Because it does. In the moments, it feels really dramatic, right? And. Has there been experiences like that where you've just been, this is, this is failure. Like, this is my life and it's failure right now. Like, you know, has there been a thing like that, which, but which over time actually ended up being kind of like your biggest strength or opportunity or like you, you leveraged it in a certain way to make it something, you know?
1: Yeah, so in, in this, uh, this goes back uh, quite a few years. Okay. But nice. it, it, was, it was an experience that at the time. Um, so let me just get right into it. So, as you know, I mean, both of us love playing soccer. And so, yeah. growing up, or football, uh, if uh, our football. listeners are in, the, are in the UK or in <laughs> Europe. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was always you know, something I, I probably started playing when I was uh, maybe four years yeah. old and you know just always was one of my biggest uh passions and interests in life and something i still pursue now on my sunday league games on the weekend um it. but it was uh it was
0: that, it, yeah it's, san francisco
1: yeah sunday league games yeah. in san francisco very nice uh, we could talk about that more later <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but uh but yeah i mean it was my senior year and uh, we had a really good uh high school team okay um we we were, um, for public high schools, I think we even, uh, on Adidas's like national high school um, ranking system, I think we had achieved like a top 10 ranking too. And we were oh, nice. really, really doing well. We had lost maybe one game all season. Um, we're kind of cruising through the playoffs. And then we get to our semifinal game. Um, keep in mind, this is my senior year. Last year, we had had a similar season. And we had ended up losing in the semifinals two to one. So oh, we're back in the same place a year later. Uh, we're up to nothing. Um, and uh, a side note, I also scored one of the goals. Yeah, uh, as, coming from uh, coming. Well, yeah, I, I, I got to point that out because I scored maybe three goals in high school soccer. So uh, I got to I got to give myself credit for that. One. Boom. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, you know we're we're winning two nothing and there's about 25 minutes left in the game and yeah. we're kind of all thinking this is it we're going to the finals we're gonna win and this is gonna be awesome we're not gonna have a situation like last year yeah. and somehow I, it was almost like watching like a like a video or a movie in which you can't control what's going on but you see everything going on around you and you just wish you could do something about it and sure enough we got burned for maybe four or five goals in the last 25 minutes of the game, which was more goals than we had allowed all season. Oh and, and that was
0: just at what the time. What do we mean by burn? I mean, so the other team scored four or five goals?
1: Yeah, the other team scored four or five goals. And it okay. was just, uh, it was one of those things where like, you you just don't, quite comprehend after the fact how that happened i mean that was yeah. that was about the same amount of goals we had allowed all season up until that games point. like that
0: yeah you're just... and
1: and we were up to nothing and i think i mean that's another thing things can change so quickly in sports things can change so quickly in life <sighs> yeah, um, but it was just so like shocking like i remember the game ended and we kind of walked off the field And it was just like, like it didn't, like you couldn't really like fathom that it was real. Um, And then, and then the day after it kind of set in like that feeling like, wow, you got so close to something and it didn't happen. And that, that has been like, that's like the worst feeling you could have in life. So from there on, I've always kind of used whenever I'm kind of tired and uh, whether it's, you know um, working on something, whether it was studying in college or whatnot. Um, I'm tired. I don't want to like put in like, you know, the extra 10, 15 minutes or an hour, however much time it is. I think about that. I'm like, God, that was the worst feeling. I never want to experience that again. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of used that, um, time and time again in life. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me the same way now that it did yeah. then, but, you know, you, you know what the feeling was. And so I never want that to, to have that feeling again. So
0: I use that as, uh, as motivation. That's awesome. And I think that draws on a really good point, which is, like, you can be ahead. You know, like, you guys were up 2 nil or 2-0. I don't know if you say nil in the U.S. Uh, you know, you were up by two goals. And then, you know, boom like right before your eyes. And like you say, you feel helpless because I've been in that situation too, where things were going so well. And then all of a sudden it's like, goal, goal, like goal. And you're like, Oh my God, like, let's stop, like stop conceding. Um, Ugh. and like, yeah, and, and I think that's such a good lesson because, you know, I'm guessing you guys were training your ass off. You guys were, like, hyped as hell. You guys knew you were going to make it to the final. You Everything was lined up perfectly. Um, what's that expression? Having your ducks lined up? So? Uh, ducks in a row. <laughs> ducks in a row. There we go. So, everything is, like, set in place. Rum, I'm learning, you know. It's been a while since I've been in the U.S. Two years now. <laughs> uh, different expressions here in the U.K. So, you know, and I guess, like, how... I, I love that because, you know, it, it keeps your mind on, you know, it's also where the ego comes in, you know? Yeah. We're so good. Two, two zero up. Like we own this, like we're going to the final and that's ego talking again, you know, as opposed to let's keep the hustle up. Let's, let's, you know, let's, let's put defense on, let's, let's defend as if it was one zero. Um, you know? And, and I think that that has that, translates to so many things in life and and you took it in such a great way like you were like okay i'm gonna use this to feed it at university when i'm studying and even though i feel confident you know i can still put in another 15 minutes and completely kill it um mm-hmm. dominate and so you did that or for your job when you're when you're when you applying or in your in, in your work um and yeah like you said it wears off over time that feeling but that's an amazing i i love that you took that lesson you were like like never again. Um, or at least, you know, it it might happen again, but like, you know, you'll, you'll do whatever you can, um, you know, to, to, to move forward.
1: Um, yeah, I I think the last thing too, is, uh, even if you do put in all that effort and and I'm sure this will happen in my own life, there'll be times where you do put all that effort in and fail again. And that's, that's, you know, and I never, I don't want to have to experience that again, but I'm sure it will happen. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's another point that I think that's okay if that happens, but, uh, it's, you now know how to like pick yourself, um, out of that, um, you know, hole that you kind of fell into. Yeah. Um, uh, so you, 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 can handle it better the second time around, um, and, uh, and also, you know, if, if you're angry about it and upset about it, uh, rather than kind of like wallowing in that and letting it eat at you, um, yeah. you can use it to be productive in some other aspect. So I think these are some of the things you, you, you pick up that you might, uh, also not know at 18. So another good piece of advice for your 18 year old.
0: So. There we go. There we go. So actually, uh, I guess a similar yet not complete same question, but, um, so, a few questions left, like two or three, is what we have left for. So, um, you're 24, nearly 25. Um, and so, um, you know, taking yourself back to when you were 20, um, so I'm guessing that takes you back to Boston University. We were both at Boston University at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what, would, what advice would you give in terms of, what advice in general and or what self development tip would you give to a 20, 20 year old, um, who's two years into college, um, two years away from joining, you know, the job market, um, or joining whatever they do, entrepreneur, um, (laughs) entrepreneur market, you know, I guess this job market too. Um, but you know, what, what, what advice would you give someone who's, who's, who's there? What, what would be an essential tip that you would give them um, such that they're put on a path that by 24-25 um they are they are really um creating success for themselves as, as you know, what, what's something you would you would uh, give them?
1: Yeah, uh I actually so and and I find myself telling myself this too, but it's uh it would be don't don't waste time. And so when, when I'm, when I'm, what I mean by that is, uh, not that, you know, you should make everything in your life so efficient that you're only doing things that will propel you forward. I mean, that, but I I don't mean that, you know, you shouldn't go out and see a movie or, uh, you know, you shouldn't go out and uh, have a bunch of beers with your friends, maybe too many beers. Um. You know, all all of those things are. You should still do those because all those are part of, uh, you know, leading and living a, a balanced life. But yes. uh, don't waste time in the sense that there's a ton of distractions in college, but there's also so many opportunities and there's so many clubs and types of events and things that you can take advantage of and that the school and your tuition dollars uh largely are already paying for so uh by not taking advantage of some of those opportunities uh you're also not getting good value back to the value concept we talked about um and you know managing those distractions uh, whether it's uh, relationships or partying or things like that, if, if there's things that are really taking away from what you're trying to accomplish, uh, now is the time to drop them. Uh, learn learn to get into those habits now of not wasting time on things that uh, are detracting from your life or uh, thinking that there's certain things that you can turn around. If it's, if it's really something that's negative or, or distracting for what you're trying to accomplish, don't waste time on that um, because time does get by very does go by very quickly and you could wake up one day and you're 25 and realize you haven't made any changes to those things that, you know, you wanted to do when you're 20 in college. Um, And so this is advice I tell myself all the time too, because there's times when, uh, I know I, I want to do something for myself after work. It has nothing related to work, but it's something I'm interested in. And I get home and, you know, I'm tired after a long day. And so I kind of just want to put my feet up, watch TV and and call it a night. Um, but I know if I spend, you know, 20 minutes and I go for a run, I'll have more energy when I come back. And then I can, you know, devote my time to reading whatever I wanted to read or, or whatever it was that I wanted to spend my time on. So, uh, not wasting time is 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 very very key. That that's one thing that um, I'll uh, I'll definitely stress for anyone that's twenty. And and if you don't, you'll see by the time you're twenty five, you'll be at a place where you never imagined you could have been at when you were twenty.
0: I love it. That's 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 amazing, guys. Listening. I I completely agree with that. Don't waste time. Great piece of advice. And something you said in particular that I really like is I guess don't waste time. Like, you know, we we, like that's been said before, but then you said specifically uh, manage your distractions. And I think that's a huge one. So it's, it's don't waste time, but also like focus on what you want to do and also focus or figure out what you don't want to do. So managing those distractions so that you can get to where you want to be by the time you want to be there, you know? So that's gold. I love that. Um, and before we move to the last question, um, I wanted to ask you, cause you just mentioned um, like, you know, going for that run and reading a book or, or something like that. So um, you've, you know, you, you were in business management, school of business management. You, um, you did investment banking. Um, and now you're working in a private equity firm in San Francisco. Um, for our listeners, people who want to, you know, get a bit more savvy as far as like investing goes, or, um, you know, and it doesn't even actually be, no, let's not even make it investment related, although it could be, but what, what would be a book or a training that you might recommend, um, to, to listeners? Does, does anything come up? Um, I know this is a bit left field. I, I don't think I put this in, in my questions. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I'm trying to think. Uh, there's. Um, it depends what you're trying to accomplish. If, if it's not just investing related, really, it's broader. No, so,
0: whatever you feel would be most powerful yeah. for people. So
1: it, it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But the one thing uh, that I think is great is finding um, someone uh, who has had success in whatever you want to um become successful in um and then reading something that they write or they publish or whatnot so uh one of the things um so i'm in the middle of silicon valley and you know you go to a coffee shop as cliche as this sounds it's so true i mean the first the first day i moved to san francisco and got a coffee from a coffee shop i heard people talking about some business idea so (laughs) That, not to get distracted but yeah. right in the middle of, of silicon valley here um and uh and so i like to read a lot of vc blogs or um, you know, VC, uh, or just investors or tech guys, it's things they write, and it's not always like tech related. Um, uh, one of the guys whose um, kind of blog I read is, is Paul Graham. Um, he's the founder of Y Combinator, which is a startup accelerator. And he has, uh, he has a great section um, on his Uh, blog called Estes, where he'll just write about random topics. So sometimes it's advice to entrepreneurs. Uh, Sometimes it's, uh, you know, just, um, you know, advice on how to live your life or how to do something different. Um, And then uh, I also like another one. It's called Rad Reads. Um, It's by a guy who used to uh, work in finance, uh, got to the top of his field very quickly in life and then realized uh, he wasn't happy. All um, right. Um, so that one is really interesting too, because he basically talks about all these different uh, life hacks that will help you get on, you know, a path to success. Uh, things that he uh, did that only led to superficial success, like, you know, monetary gains, but did ultimately make him happier. And so I think reading a combination of those things, um, is good sort of training per se, or perspective from people who have been successful doing something, um, and how you can take away, uh, something from their experience. So it doesn't mean doing things exactly the way they did them. Um, but at least you can get a sense for uh, what worked for them, um, some tips on you know what you could possibly do that might work for you, um, and things like that. So uh, try to find a blog or some type of thing to read published by someone in a field that you're really interested in, and uh, and, and stick to it. So I, I think that's probably what what I'd say
0: that's awesome. So finding someone who's had massive success and reading about, um, reading about these guys, if they have a blog or, 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 you know, different sources, books, whatever it might be. Um, and in particular, uh, a name for, for, for the listeners, uh, a name that, that you brought out was Paul, Paul Graham. Was it? Yep. Paul Graham. Um, people like that, whatever is your interest, of course. Um, but just, and and you're saying not necessarily to copy it per se, but also just to get a sense like a you know perspective and a sense of of what they did and so what are you know get 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 ideas for what you could do potentially you know um that's cool um we're coming to the end of this podcast so um before i ask you the last question uh, i want to thank you for coming on and for being uh, the first uh, guinea pig on 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 this podcast uh, for no, but I, I really do appreciate it and um like I say uh you're you're one of um my friends um and most successful people that I that I know and also really well rounded and so I thought it'd be a great way to launch the podcast um and so I really wanted to take the time to to, to first thank you I acknowledge you for for what you do and I mean we didn't even cover everything this guy. Also mentors. uh, Despite his job and everything else he does, he he also mentors in his in his free free time too. And and um, it's it's kids in the community, right, or or around San Francisco. uh, yeah, a combination
1: of uh, tutoring and, and mentoring uh, some kids at an organization called Boys Hope Girls Hope, uh, which is uh, designed for uh, some underprivileged kids in the area who are really, really smart um, and helping them to show them what their opportunities are and help them get into uh, good schools um, and good, good colleges. So um, yeah, just another uh, another organization that Uh, been involved with but hey wanted to wanted to say thanks for uh thanks for having me and uh and and being the first person on the podcast uh (laughs) i'm I'm honored that you considered me first and and considered me at all so uh thanks for uh thanks for having me
0: amazing thanks chris I, i really appreciate it and um um, I thought I'd put it out there if, if people wanted to, um, follow you in some way. So whether that be social media, I don't know if you, you write anything yet about like around investment uh, investing, or you have your own blog yet, or you're you're thinking about, um, is there some way people could find you if they wanted to, to find out a bit more about, about you and what it is you do? Uh, yeah, So I would say stay tuned. Uh, nice. I, I purchased the domain name,
1: chrissunday.com the other day, yeah, right. uh, um, And so it's a work in progress. Uh, So there's nothing up there now, uh, but I would say stay tuned and uh, you'll see some things on there. uh, Hopefully in the not too, uh, too distant future.
0: I don't doubt it. And guys, if you want um, some great investment advice, I would definitely um, look into it. Well, I'm not sure what the blog will be about, but whether it be investing or like I said, the guys all around really great. So uh, stay tuned. I'll have it in the, in the show notes uh, when I post this. Um, So, Chrissonday.com.org something. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll give an update on one of my future podcasts once it's out. Um, but yeah, so this takes us to the last question. So thanks again, Chris. Um, and yeah, so right before we, we, we started this podcast, you, know, you were talking about this, this notion that you're an active learner, that, that you've achieved a lot like you know I've mentioned it throughout this podcast that, that you've achieved so much throughout these years, and you know, you're only 24. This point, um, you know, how you know what is it about it that you keep wanting to, to achieve more and and to keep growing yourself despite how far you've come, you know. Um, so, what what drives you to to keep being more, becoming more?
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. Uh, I think it's uh, I think one of the reasons is just um, the unknown, um, yeah. the fact that. Uh, you don't really know um, what you, what point you can get to or, um, you know, uh, and I guess that's kind of broad and that's might not be the best way to answer that, but I think the unknown and, and is exciting. Uh, and I think the other thing is, um, you know, kind of or really wanting to be in a position someday to. Um, be able to make strategic decisions and um, just kind of view business and life from from a different point of view, you know, not just uh, to a certain extent, being a junior employee anywhere and, and just starting out a lot of what you're doing is what other people want you to do. And I think the only way to eventually fully kind of have control over your life, over control of what you're working on um, and kind of gain that independence is to spend a lot of time learning now and then be someone that, um, you know, has good ideas, has uh, good advice to give, or uh, can make the right strategic decisions in, in, for me, business and also life. So I think, um, uh, that's kind of what, what drives me to achieve more, uh, to, you know, the unknown and, and, and seeing how, um, you know, wh- where you can, where you can elevate yourself to and also, um, being in a position someday to, uh, to be the decision maker. And, uh, um, yeah, I think, I think that's how I'd answer that.
0: I love it. I love it. And, uh, don't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, a couple of listeners reach out, uh, for some mentorship or something like that, you know, um, just cause I, 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 I totally agree with you. I think it is about accumulating knowledge and, and you don't know what you don't know. You know, we think some people think they know the world and actually, like you know there's so much to learn from everywhere so i totally agree with you there is so much unknown so why not you know gain extra nuggets from from everywhere uh whenever you can do it so um yeah that's also sort of along the same lines that that i i learned too so Yeah, thanks. Thanks again so much for being on the podcast. Um, Chris, like I said, guys, I'm going to be taking notes about everything that we talked about. Um, I'll be posting them in the show notes so that um, you can also read about them. I'll be posting also um, sort of the strategies that Chris brought up really useful. um, And um, yeah, I think it's a wrap. So thanks again, Chris. I really acknowledge you and and value everything you're doing. um, And I appreciate you for, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, We'll talk again soon, Nico. Sounds good, Chris. Talk to you later, bro.
1: (laughs) Take care.